Welcome to the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and strategies to help your child sleep. We're here to teach you how to help your child get the sleep they need and experience more rest, peace, and joy in parenting. I'm your host, Jesse Martin, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am so excited to get to talk to you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk to you, too. (laughs) I am really excited for parents to be able to listen to some of the things that you are going to share, because especially for me, one of my own babies actually was in a helmet for months and months. And if I had known or been familiar with the things that you talk about, it would have saved us going through such a huge ordeal with her. And as parents, we just, we don't know what we don't know, right? So if you don't know to be keeping an eye on something, or you don't know that something is a red flag or out of the ordinary, you aren't going to catch it until it's further along than you probably want, right? (laughs) So um, that's why I love so much what you talk about. So will you just go ahead and introduce yourself and share your mission and what you're passionate about? You bet. Absolutely. So I'm Jennifer Barnard and I'm the founder of Baby Begin. And we've been in business now since 2008. So about 14 years. Um, and our mission is to educate new parents about plagiocephaly or flathead syndrome and try to build awareness around the fact that this happens to about 50% of babies. So it's very, very common. Uh, But there are ways to prevent it and there are conservative ways to correct it if you get it early enough. So um, up until now, the the first line of defense is a helmet uh, to correct the skull shape. But there's actually a lot of things that you can do before needing a helmet that we are trying to um, educate new parents about. So it's kind of the exact situation that you are talking about. Um, if only you had known. And that is what I hear every day. And that is why I started this company because I used to work for the helmet provider and sitting in those consultations with new parents and time and time again, they would say, I just wish I would have known. I would have done anything. Obviously we will do anything for our babies. And these parents have read every book, they've listened to podcasts, but they just didn't know about Flathead. So um, we're trying to change that. And through avenues like yours, we're just trying to build awareness and, and just give parents basic information and then resources to follow up if they have any concerns. So yeah, and I love that situation. because obviously... Yeah. Yeah. And obviously not every newborn parent is going to need the resource, thankfully. But like you said, 50% of babies are getting this. And so Mm -hmm. it is a really common thing. And I don't think... I don't think with any of my kids, any of like our pediatricians or anybody has even put it on my radar. So I didn't know until my kid was in a helmet and we were going to, you know, weekly or I don't, I don't even remember biweekly appointments for it. And it was just such a big, (laughs) such a big ordeal. So it's a big ordeal. Uh, And and it's certainly, um, it's a great, it's a great treatment approach, but gosh, if we could, if we could save some of the families from needing to go down that route, um, that would be wonderful. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you kind of explained what plagiocephaly is, that it's, you know, flathead syndrome. Can you talk a little bit more about that and kind of explain to parents when they're going to see that starting to happen and like what kind of signs and red flags they can look for or even like why it happens? Because, you know, 
that that's important to know too why it why it right. even happens. Sure. So plagiocephaly um, is just really asymmetry in the head shape. And babies are getting this because of several reasons. First of all, their skulls are very, very malleable when they're born. So if you think of a baby's head, how soft it has to be to come through the birth canal, it's very malleable. So it's susceptible to the forces that are placed upon it. And now that we're sleeping our babies on their backs, there's a lot of force on that flat, on that soft skull. So if they're always in one position when they're sleeping, that skull is going to get flat and misshapen um, from the forces of the bed or from the forces of the arm that a parent, if the parent is always holding the baby on one side all the time, the skull can get flat there. So we saw a huge increase in plagiocephaly with the back to sleep campaign. So we always have to sleep our babies on their backs. That is the absolute safest place to do to sleep your baby. So that's not changing, but what we have to watch is what is happening as a result of that to these baby skulls. So plagiocephaly can be mild, moderate, severe, um, but it happens very quickly. And so that's why it's so important for parents to get this information really early because it happens within probably, I'm safe to say, within the first two months of life. So by the time a baby is two months, they have most likely been sleeping on their backs for close to 700 hours. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine if a baby is on a flat skull for 700 hours on the same spot that spot's going to get flat. So um, it happens um, very quickly. And that's why it's so um, surprising to new parents like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Well, we all know the first two months are so crazy and no one's sleeping. Hopefully they are, but a lot of times we're not. There's just so much changes in the family um, that by the time it's it's done, um, you know, the baby's older. So two months is usually when we start seeing if you're if you're looking, you need to watch that first two months because um, that's usually when we're seeing it. So that's the okay. main cause of plagiocephaly is sleeping more on one side than the other. Okay, that makes sense. And then other than so like a parent is going to see that their baby is starting to get a flat spot on the back of their head. Is there anything else they should be looking for before that? Or is that kind of like the first thing you're going to see? And then you know, oh, I need to address this. That's a great question. So what I really what I really stress to new parents is it's a very simple rule. Watch where your baby is sleeping, how your baby is sleeping. Are they always turned to the right or are they always turned to the left or do they only like to look straight up and they won't turn their head at all? So we're looking for patterns. So we're looking for, you know what, if I put Sarah this way, she's looking to the right. If I put her this way, she's looking to the right. If I turn her head, she then turns it back to the right. That's a big red flag. So that's what I want new parents to watch for. It's very simple. You could even jot it down on a notepad or something like, okay, right, right, right. You know, okay, now we have an issue. She only wants to turn to the right. So that would be the main thing that I would tell new parents is watch for a turn preference. 
Okay. And that makes sense. And that's, that's so easy. Like that's all parents have to know is to be looking for that. And then if you see that, then you can address that. And if not, then you're, you're good and you're in the clear. So that's, that's perfect. And if your baby doesn't have a turn preference, then, then making it a conscious effort to, okay, this time I'm going to turn her to the right. This time I'm going to turn her to the left. This time we're going to do straight. We're going to do some tummy time. We're going to get the pressure off of the back of the head. That's beneficial too. So turning, you know, keeping the baby in different positions will help the head shape, but you're definitely looking for, is she always turned to the same direction? Mm, Yeah, that makes sense. What are, and you kind of talked about this a little bit with just like turning and stuff, but are there any other things that parents can do preventatively? Yes. Yes. I could talk all day about this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, some other things that you can do kind of in your day-to-day activity. So you're going to include a lot of tummy time. So there's a, a misconception about when can I do tummy time with my newborn? You can do tummy time with your newborn when you get home from the hospital and you should. So this looks like laying on dad's chest, you know, chest to chest, cuddling with the baby with, with them on your chest. That's a, it's, you know, kangaroo care, this beautiful, um, special intimate time with babies that you can put them on your chest. Um, that gets them off the back of their head. It starts getting them used to tummy time. So it's, it's really a very beneficial thing for so many reasons. So tummy time is a huge, um, is an easy thing that you can do to prevent the skull from flattening. Uh, use of containers. So with containers, I'm talking about docatots, snuggle me's, uh, uh, swings, bouncy seats, anything that kind of contains the baby. I strongly advise parents to avoid these the first couple months of the baby's life simply because it restricts their movement. And we don't want to restrict a baby's movement, especially a new baby with a really soft skull. You want that baby to have freedom of movement, to turn their head in all directions, to kick their legs, to start opening up their body. Um, So, you know, decreasing your use of containers or if at all possible, trying to use them very um, minimally. And then... um, and then if you do see a turn preference with the neck, then trying to get um, help on that right away. So sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. And then we we talk about this a lot here, um, that sometimes parents notice that something is off <laughs> with their baby, yes. but we don't always have the right words or know how to advocate for them. Like we in our gut, we know something is off or something is wrong, but we don't even know how to ask for help because we don't know exactly how to pinpoint it or we just don't have the right words. Um, or, you know, we'll bring it up and we're told to wait and see, or yeah. we're just kind of blown off as, oh, that's just normal newborn. Like that, we hear that so often. I know mm-hmm. I've heard that so many times as a mom. Oh, that's just normal. That's yeah. normal. They'll grow out of it kind of thing. So right. if parents notice that their baby has that turn preference or they're, you know, they're favoring one side or they're starting to get a flat spot, what can they do to advocate for their baby? So where can they go and like what words can they specifically use or can they specifically ask for um, to get help for and like what kind of treatment options are available? Okay, sure. So first of all, and I didn't say this earlier, but I think it's really important, especially when you're in the the haze of new parenthood, you're not always thinking clearly. Your, your mind kind of plays tricks on you like, 
today it looks flat, but it isn't flat, but here it is flat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it flat? You know, you just kind of drive yourself crazy. So I always tell new parents once a week, take a picture of your baby's head from the top. That gives you an objective uh, point to start. You know, okay, I see the flattening. Now I'm going to next week, I'm going to see, is it worsening? Is it getting better? Is it staying the same? Even if the head is round, I would continue to take pictures. So then that way you can track the progress. So every Monday, I'm going to take a picture from the top of my baby's head. So then you can follow it. That I think will also give some objective data if you wanted to speak to your pediatrician about, hey, I've taken these pictures. It appears to be getting worse. What can I do about it? So then here's the key point, like you're saying, what if your pediatrician says it's normal, we're just going to wait and see. The beautiful thing about even listening to me right now is you know that waiting and seeing is not going to do anything. It actually does nothing. So we're not going to wait and see. And my response to the doctor or whoever you're speaking to would be like, I'm not comfortable waiting and seeing. Can you provide some resources for me? So those resources would be a pediatric, physical, or occupational therapist, because maybe your baby has a neck tightness that needs to be addressed, or companies like ours that are taking a proactive approach to treating these babies with plagiocephaly, contacting, um, you know, we do virtual consultations all over the world because we truly believe if you have a specialist in your corner, we can usually nip it in the bud pretty quickly within a couple of weeks um, because we show you how to position the baby and deal with the neck. So I don't know if that answers your question, but you have you do have to advocate because a lot of pediatricians and a lot of healthcare providers are still unfortunately taking the approach of we'll wait and see, we'll talk about a helmet at four months. Uh, but there's so much you can do before that discussion. And that's a lot of times you have to push for it a little bit. Yeah, no, that absolutely answered my question as far as, yeah. So what if your pediatrician says that, then what do you say back? Because a lot of times as parents, we just kind of shut down at that point. Like, yep. okay, <laughs> we were told to wait and see. So now that's our only option. And so to say, you know, just to even have the words of, you know, I'm not really comfortable with that. What what other right. options do you have for me? That's, I will, that's absolutely I, perfect. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because, you know, we were talking uh, when your pediatrician tells you not to worry about it. A lot of times as new parents, we think, okay, then I'm not going to worry about it, right? It's almost mm-hmm. a relief. But then I, what I hear is you go home and there's still this nagging, gosh, I'm still kind of watching her head. It still looks flat to me. You know, it's kind of this gut feeling like, gosh, it, it just, it doesn't feel okay. And that is, that warrants a call back, hey, nurse of Dr. Smith, um, you know, I've still been thinking about still kind of nagging me. I, I don't feel comfortable waiting. Can you give me someone to talk to? Right. Just yeah, because absolutely. the pediatrician says it's okay. And you feel okay right then. If you're still worried about, if it's still kind of eating at you, I would definitely um, try to be proactive and, and try to get a resource. And I will tell you, you don't need a pediatrician to give you approval to get, to get therapy or to get help. And a lot of times you don't need a pediatrician referral. You can seek out um, providers on your own. 
So that's a awesome. Lot of- and so, yeah. And so that would be like a pediatric physical therapist or someone mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. um, that they could just do it virtually, which how exactly. awesome is that? They don't even have to go drive somewhere with their newborn. Right. Right. And it, so if you if you hook yourself up, line yourself up with the right people, um, the issue can be taken care of very quickly. Yeah, no. And the exact that's exactly what would have happened with our family. If I had known to ask for those other resources, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. would have been able to start working on it so much sooner. So when um, did so you start noticing the head shape? We started noticing probably within the first month. And then at her two-month appointment, I brought it up. And, you know, just the, she was so kind of, she's like, you know, it's probably just normal newborn. Like they have wonky heads. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. We'll just, we'll wait and see. And at her four month appointment, exactly what you said at her four month appointment, we'll reassess. And so then I think around maybe three months, I called them back and I was like, okay, like it has not gotten any better. I yeah. am feeling really concerned about this. What can I do? And then at that point, they told me about the option to go see a physical therapist. So, mm-hmm. and then, so that's when we kind of got the ball rolling And it. By that point, by the time we got in, it was just, it was way past yeah. really being able to do much. So her yeah. little, her little okay. school was pretty, <laughs> It's misshapen. It happens really quickly. And, and it does. that's the thing. If, if, when I hear this every day, someone talk, we talk about it at the two month appointment, let's reassess at four months. Well, gosh, now we've, we've lost two whole months of treatment and the baby is probably still sleeping on that flat spot. So it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm, definitely. So just, just remember kind of a good way to think about it is a head flattens from an external force from the bed surface, from in utero, from a parent arm. So the external force is what flattens it. The only way we're going to correct it is to provide an external force on the other side. So I hear a lot of misconceptions of, oh, just do more tummy time. That'll fix the baby's head. It absolutely will not fix the baby's head because there's no force on the head to direct it. So it'll prevent it from worsening because there's not a force on there, but it's not going to correct it. So if your doctor says, just do more tummy time, I will do more tummy time. Yes, thank you for that recommendation. But I also need a way to position her at night to reshape her skull. So can I please have a referral? And if the doctor yeah. says no, then say, okay, that's fine. I'll go get it on my own. You know, <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> This episode of the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast is sponsored by our online newborn sleep class, which is an online class we created for parents of newborns, 0 to 12 weeks old, to help your newborn sleep better from day one. This course is everything you need to encourage healthy sleep habits, parent with confidence, and love the newborn stage. We also offer add-on personalized support packages where you can work one-on-one with us at any point during the newborn stage. You can even text us right from the hospital. Head to thegoodnighthouse.com forward slash newborn sleep class to learn more. Use code podcast at checkout to take 10% off any of our classes or services. And then I've heard, I've heard you talk about too, like other myths, um, that, that people will hear like using the positioning pillows and things like that. What kind of other Mm -hmm. things do you hear often that are like, no, no, that, (laughs) that, that's not going to help. (laughs) Yep. 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 Good. Thank you. I, I could talk about this all day. Um, another myth I hear a lot is people will say, well, just turn her head the other way when she's sleeping and it'll be fine. Well, that doesn't work because the baby has a neck muscle imbalance. 
She only turns to the right because one side of her neck is tighter than the other side. So, so a parent, I've had many moms crying to me saying, I was up every two hours turning her head. And the minute I sat back down, she had her head turned the preferred way again. It will drive you crazy because you have to address the neck tightness. So, so if someone says, just turn the head, that's crazy because you have to do neck stretches. So you have to address the neck before it, the repositioning will ever be successful. So that's one. Uh, just turn the head. That doesn't work. Just doing tummy time. That doesn't work. It'll correct on its own when she starts sitting. Um, again, same, same theory as do more tummy time. Taking the, the pressure off of the head does not correct the head. And then another one is the Plagio pillows. So there's a huge market. Like if you look on Amazon, there's pages of products that are, quote, going to prevent plagiocephaly or correct plagiocephaly. These, it's false advertising. There's no research behind it. And they actually prevent the baby from turning their head very much at all. And so then um, we're seeing heads worsen by these, but they certainly are not correcting the head shapes. So Plagio pillows even though they're very tempting to buy because they make really big claims, they don't work and, and they can actually make the, the uh, skull flatter. Okay, so those yeah. are some biggies. Yeah, that's so sad that you'll have moms tell you, you know, in tears saying that they were up yes. every two hours trying to turn yeah. their little heads off. Right, right. And like you're, you know, you're a sleep consultant, like, hello, that's the worst thing. <laughs> That we can do for families. You know, we're trying to get everybody to sleep more. Um, but these moms are so stressed and so anxious about head shapes that they will do any they'll literally do anything for their baby. And, you know, there's it doesn't have to be that hard. It just really does not have to be so hard on these families. And that's exactly why we do what we do, because we just want to make it easy, simplify it, and let's just fix it and be done with it. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, you kind of talked about it earlier is the back to sleep stuff. And then, you know, it's my job to be helping parents mm -hmm. sleep more. <laughs> and right. I'm the one like advocating so much for safe sleep and like constantly talking about that. And so then that's where these two things kind of go hand in hand, because it is just such a common issue. And so if parents know kind of what to look for, it can just help so much. Right, right. It's just awareness. And it's not even that new parents have to be um, completely educated on all of this and remember all the details. It's just a matter of A, watching the head shape and B, taking action on it as soon as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about just having an episode that we can share with our families is they you're right they absolutely don't have to be an expert on it or remember everything they can mm -hmm. just you know if they notice something with their baby they can be like, oh i've heard something about this and exactly. it's at least in the <laughs> it at least throws up a red flag in their mind and they'll they'll remember so right right and like if it's your gut and it's still bothering you it mean that means it means something you know that you yeah, got to take definitely. on that and time goes by so fast you know the first Gosh, my daughter's 18 and the first five years are a blur and there's it's everything is moving so fast and there's so many things. And especially now with Instagram and social media, um, I just hear more and more like information overload for new parents. Um, and it makes me really sad because 
I think we're missing a lot of really valuable time with our little babies. So um, that's why I say, don't try to remember everything. Don't try to follow 16 PT accounts to try to get everything, all the information. It's like, just have one resource, know it's an issue and that you can correct it. Yeah. So that's really good advice because I think that is so, so true. And something that me as a mom, and I know moms, my mom friends and all the moms that I work with, that is something absolutely that we struggle with is there is Mm -hmm. information overload and there is just so much going on around us and you open your phone and there's just this whole world and it does really take away. So just your encouragement of, you know, pick one resource. You don't have to become an expert on it. You don't have to follow a ton of different accounts. Just know that it's there. Pick one resource and know that if that becomes an issue, you have somewhere to go. And that's really, really good advice for new moms, especially. Right. I get a lot of DMs in my Instagram about, okay, I'm stretching my baby's neck. Which side is tight? And it's like, no, you're not a therapist. You don't need to figure this out. Like, just go get an evaluation. Your therapist is going to tell you what stretches to do and you'll be done. So don't try to do everything on your own. You don't have to. There's so many resources for new parents and so many of us that are just dying to get their hands on your baby um, and help you. <laughs> Absolutely. Will you explain a little bit what it looks like to work with you virtually? Sure. So I have parent educators. So licensing wise, um, you know, our PTs and OTs are not allowed to treat over state lines. So in Texas, we, you know, a therapist can work with families virtually, but outside of Texas, we have parent educators. So, um, you know, our scheduling is, is online. You schedule, they meet with you for about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on your needs. We get a history. We talk about your baby. We look at your baby's head shape. Um, We show you some developmental things that you can do with your baby. And then we also show you um, some proprietary positioning strategies that we can get your baby sleeping on the um, non-preferred side so we can correct their head shape. Because remember, we need a force. So we would need a force on the bulged area or the fuller area of the baby's head to reshape it so that flattened side comes out and rounds out nicely. So we show you the positioning um, strategies, talk about all of the things. If the neck looks bad, she'll probably recommend you finding a physical therapist um, to work with the neck. Um, But we can get you, get the ball rolling. And then we usually do a follow-up in a week just to check to make sure everything's going well. Because the cool thing is these skulls are really soft, so they flatten really quickly. But on the flip side, they're really soft and they correct really quickly if you're positioning correctly. So that's the cool thing is we're getting such beautiful results because these babies are so nice and young. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's really nice too, to, like you said, just get the ball rolling. Cause yeah. even if you have to go elsewhere, if you have something you can do for two or three weeks or right. you know, however long your physical therapist is booked out, that yeah. is huge. That, that will make yeah. a massive difference. Yes, exactly. And, and, um, on our Instagram, we have a lot of before and afters. And that's exactly that like the first two or three weeks are when the magic happens, because that's when the baby is so young. So you're exactly right. Sometimes you do have to wait two or three weeks to find a therapist to get scheduled. But in that time, we could we could get the ball rolling, get that head kind of rounded out. And then you're in a much better place when you're starting therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard as a new mom, like I know I had 
not even a two-year-old yet. And so I was oh, dragging yeah. my newborn and my not no. even two-year-old to a physical therapist. And it was just, it is an ordeal when you have a newborn <laughs> and you're tired and all of that. So yeah, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. yeah. If you, <laughs> if you could give the parents listening one last piece of advice, what would you want to share with them? Um, I think, I think mainly it's don't wait. Mm. Like I just see a lot of families saying, I wish I wouldn't have waited. I had a concern at one month and I kind of wish I wouldn't have waited. And because this is such a time sensitive issue, like our window of opportunity is very small, but this goes for once you see flattening, but then even as, as much as I'm still concerned at six months, um, do I get a helmet or do I not get a helmet? When you're talking infant flatheads, the sooner the better for which wherever you are in that journey. So if you if you have a very young baby, don't wait to try to be proactive and get treatment. If you have an older baby and they have a flat head and you're, it bothers you and it keeps you up at night and you just stare at that head all the time, go get a helmet. Like don't wait until it's mm -hmm. too late and you can't even treat it at all. Go get a helmet. It's okay. Don't feel guilty. Like it's happening all over the world. Literally all over the world, babies' heads are flat. Um, so don't, don't wait, take action, no matter where you are in the process. And that would be kind of, that's my, my biggest piece of advice is I just want families to take action and do what they need to do to make it better. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice just in parenting in general. <laughs> if mm -hmm. you have a gut feeling, I think that is Absolutely. God gives, especially moms, yeah. that just that yeah. intuition to know that something is wrong and that nagging feeling. And mm -hmm. I think every mom has to learn kind of a hard lesson to not, not push it away and not push it aside. But if you have that feeling, you advocate for your baby, even if, yeah. you know, even if it turns out that you were crazy and nothing was wrong at all, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that feeling is so important and it, is just so, I mean, man, just so important. So if you have that, go, go find someone that can help you with, with yeah, whatever that yeah. is. And someone that's going to listen. We don't mm -hmm. want, even if you have a gut feeling and you're wrong, go to someone that trusts you, that's really listening to you, that actually hears you. And if it, it does turn out to be nothing, then fine. At least you have a trusted resource that can make you feel better. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Because otherwise, like you said, it's just going to eat at you and eat at you and eat at you. And I do a lot of consultations where the mom just can't let it's usually the mom, you know, that's just our heart um, and hormones and everything. She just can't let it go. So sometimes my recommendation is the head is mild, but I don't think you're going to be able to let this go until you go get a helmet and you know that you have done absolutely everything you can do to correct his head shape. And oftentimes she says, yep, you're right. I, I'm not going to be able to let this go. And so same that you're saying, you've got to trust your gut and, and you've got to, you've got to find some peace. And that peace is with trusted resources, not just, not just on Instagram scrolling. You got to, you got to take action. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can families find you um, to either, you know, if they want to sign up to work with you virtually or just find you on Instagram, where can families go to connect with you? 
So everything is baby begin and it's baby and then B-E-G-I-N. And we're on Instagram. We have a really active Instagram account where we're really trying to educate you guys as much as we can on plagiocephaly, on normal baby development, on, you know, all kind of cool things with babies. And then scheduling is all done on our um, website. And there's some good resources on our website as well. And that's babybegin.com. So um, we are more than happy to help whoever wants help or um, speak to anybody that wants to, if you have new mom groups or whatever that, that needs some education, we are always willing to, we will talk to whoever will listen, (laughs) basically. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that's, that's so huge. So I, like I said, I wish I had known (laughs) in the beginning. So what you guys are doing is so great. Good for you for sharing your story. And then um, trying to make a difference because I think I really think that's the only way that we're going to get this is by um, people sharing their stories and and getting the word out rather than relying on the middleman, which is you know the medical professionals. Because some pediatricians yeah. are very very concerned about plagiocephaly and some really aren't. Um, yeah, so absolutely. unfortunately the, the information that parents are getting is, is very inconsistent. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Taking You're the time welcome. To talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to the good night house sleep podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to record a question for us to answer on the podcast, head to the goodnighthouse.com forward slash podcast. If you want more sleep resources, head to thegoodnighthouse.com for show notes, free resources, and our courses or one-on-one personalized sleep services. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think others might too, would you consider taking a screenshot and sharing it to social media? If you really love the podcast, would you take a minute to leave a review? You can do this right on the Apple Podcast app or on your computer in iTunes. If you don't know how, head to the show notes for a link that will show you what to do. Reviews allow podcasts to be found by others and is the number one way you can support the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast. 